Hi there, you. Yes, you. We're so glad you found us. Welcome to Embers, a podcast by Volo. We live in a world of digital overload. We at Volo are committed to guiding teens as they seek to create real connections. Once they experience the power of human relationships and their vast capacity for love, we challenge them to go out and make the world a better place. We take teens from all walks of life on retreats. In this space, they are eager to open up and uncover what matters most. For them, it's pretty simple. Sustained, unplugged, face-to-face connection, a sense of belonging. Our podcast is a hub of inspiration for both teens and adults. Embers is a place where our teens share their stories as they navigate the waters between childhood and adulthood. We realize they've got a lot to teach us. What they hope for sounds good to us, too. Join us here as Volo youth explore timely and compelling topics, fanning the embers burning in each of us. This month, we explore our relationship with our phones and what it feels like to unplug. In this compelling conversation, Volo teens openly share their feelings about their technology habits, engagement with social media, and time spent offline. Come along. Hi, I'm Dana. I'm Miles. I'm Kip. And I'm Molly. I'm really appreciative of all of you being here today, and I'm looking forward to the conversation where we're going to talk about what it means to plug in and actually more emphasis on what it means to unplug. So the first thing I'm wondering about is if you ever intentionally unplug. And as you think about that, what contributes to the reasons you might choose to unplug if you do? I typically find a time, whether it's with my friends or with my family, that I intentionally free myself from technology. But the instances where I really see myself doing it is once I've made plans with friends or something and then we've all gotten together, that's really when the technology goes away and we really just have interactions and like experiences as a group and not really interacting with technology as much. And I feel like the technology is a key part of getting to those experiences, but once it's there, it's pretty intentional unplug. And would you say that's when you think of your life now, is that more the norm? And is that a change from another time in your life? I feel like it's changed slightly just because I've now had a phone for a few years Mm -hmm. and it's less of a, I need to be on this every moment. And because I've had it for a while now, it's sort of something that I can say, yeah, now is not the time to be using it. And I feel like that has at least for me taken a few years and like in the beginning at least I don't know what it is for you guys but I use my phone constantly as soon as I got it and I just use it for hours and hours and not really know when to stop whether you are with a circle of friends or yeah not mm-hmm. thanks I totally relate to that of like it's definitely hard in the first little bit to like get away from it it feels like you have to be on it all the time 
But I'd say one thing that I do pretty consistently is my family has a rule where my phone just has to stay down in my room. So I will just come upstairs and try to do more things up there like homework or play music upstairs. And that's just a way where it's like physically getting out of the space where I can even be near it is really helpful. And so I do try to do that at least on a daily basis. But to what Kip said also about the friends thing is I definitely try to completely leave my phone out of like spending time with friends as long as like if I need it for like logistics or like a tool like to communicate with parents and stuff during that time. But I definitely try to keep it away from friends when I'm doing that. So we use technology as a way of communicating before and how that was the original like purpose for having technology in the first place. And then once you're with those people that you've communicated with, that's when you like want to spend time with them. Like whenever my friends and I go out to dinner, like we obviously like text each other and say, okay, we're meeting here at this time. And then once we get to dinner, we all put our phones like in a pile in the middle of the table. So nobody's tempted to go on those. But I think there's a broader, just for me, like when, when there's something going on in my life, like for example, this past spring, we were starting lacrosse season. I was doing a bunch of stuff with writing and I was just really busy just didn't have the time to go on my phone. And I knew that that would be taking away from all these other things that I had going on in my life. So I decided to delete all social media. So I deleted like Snapchat, Instagram, and I had them deleted for like four or five months. And I know that's not completely unplugging, but taking the time to step back from certain platforms is also important as well as taking the time to step back from your phone as a whole, because it can be completely useful for some purposes. Maybe let's connect in about that. I appreciate that kind of segue Molly to social media and just in general what you're using your phones for besides making plans. I remember it took me a little while when someone would say, yeah, I talked to whatever last night for an hour and talking is actually texting where my old generation thinks you're actually physically using your vocal cords. (laughs) So I, I am curious and maybe very different for each of you, but when you think of that pull of the phone and these times that you're not with your friends and you're not making plans, what are you doing on your phones? And um, yeah, can you describe that landscape a little bit more? My time on my phone is significantly taken up by like social medias. I've been thinking about this a lot recently. And like, if I think about specifically Instagram, which is something that I'm on a lot more than anything else on my phone, a phone is just, it is what you fill it with. And I think that that's true of like specifically talking about a social media platform on your phone is like you kind of decide who you follow and what you fill it with. And it's like the more that you fill it with, the more that you feel like you have to be on there and like constantly checking and make sure that you're updated. But like if you try to minimize it down so that it's only like your friends and like things that you just actually want to see and it's not just a bunch of mindless like scrolling, then I think it's a lot, it takes up a lot less time. It it just feels like it's more useful that way, I think. So that's something that I've been doing a lot recently is just trying to like specifically Instagram, which I'm on a lot more than anything else, like cleaning it out and trying to get it down to what like is something that's like, it doesn't feel addicting, but is also like interesting and has all the stuff on it that I want to be there. Being real selective. Yeah. Sounds like. It's very easy for your phone to control you. So it's much more important. Like for me trying to get the control into my hands, that's one of the ways I think that I have been able to do that. When you talk about your phone controlling you versus you controlling your phone, is that about primarily about the amount of time it's kind of sucking you in? Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like spending checking things and watching mindless YouTube videos and like things like that. And that definitely doesn't feel like I'm in control. Like there's definitely times when it's like I have free time and that's what I want to do. And then there's times when it's like I have stuff that I definitely should be doing right now and I'm not doing that and I'm doing this instead. And that's when it feels like it's not in my control. 
I think what you said about controlling who you follow and the type of media that you're indulging yourself in is really important because it kind of ties into the idea and concept of FOMO, the feeling of missing out. So when you're following more people, you feel more of a need to like feel updated and like feel like you're getting the information faster and more prompt. Sort of to go off what you were saying about like controlling who you follow on Instagram is really interesting because you can look at it from a, quite a few different viewpoints. And it's an issue if you're following everybody, you feel like you need to see everything at all times. But there's another side of that. That's if you're following more people, you'll start becoming friends with your friends' friends. And that's a sort of like whole new dynamic and kind of question that comes up from that. If you look at it this way, it sort of ironically plays into the fear of missing out. Like you look at it as if if you're not following these people, like you're going to miss out on meeting somebody. And while that does play into that concept really well, it also gives you opportunities that you never would have had before. And I think the most recent experience I had with this is one of the students who was at Hermit Island put something on their Instagram of their parents like riding a motorcycle. And so I got in contact with them through Instagram and we've like sort of been talking about it. So like connections that you really never would have seen present themselves. But it's, I guess, finding a balance between limiting your use and giving yourselves opportunities to meet new people. Yeah, I'm glad you said balance because I definitely agree with that of like finding and I think it's also tailored to specifically each person of like finding a balance for yourself and what that means for you. Like I think that the way that you use social media is different for each person. What they're like more addictive personalities are going to have a harder time with that. But like if you are able to control yourself a lot more then yeah, I think it just it just depends on your balance is definitely different for each individual person too. And playing off of that, I'm I'm super curious what balance looks like for each of you how much time you think you're spending on your phones and i'm not really talking about the like the glance at the phone to see what time it is but you know let's say a minute or more add that time together and as you think about this time on your phone if you could give me an image of or a description of how you feel in your body when you're on your phone and also the feeling when you're off your phone there's an interesting contrast that i sometimes feel like when i'm on my phone for too long I just feel gross and like tired. You feel this like, I don't know how to describe it, but at the same time, when you're off your phone, you feel this pull that's pulling you back to your phone. So you feel, you feel gross when you're off your phone and then you feel gross when you're on your phone too. So finding the balance between like the time spent on your phone is really important because there's also, like you get a notification and you look at it, it's almost like a release of dopamine, like the chemical balance within your body of like the happiness and fulfilling that need to check it. So you're like you feel good about checking it and being updated, but there's a part of your body that feels gross. I was just gonna say that what Molly was saying totally resonates with me, and I think it's like this mode that I get in sometimes. It's like like there are a lot of times when my phone like it doesn't make me feel like that, both being on it and off of it. But then there are these times when it's like like you get in this mode of like being off your phone makes you feel gross, being on it makes you feel gross, but it's like you can't really do anything to like help the situation. I'm curious what you mean by gross. I know that's a funny question, but tell me about that. Yeah, I think what Molly said, like 
makes you like tired and like drained trying to think of other ways to describe it Mm -hmm. um that's helpful there's another thing that comes to mind when thinking about how i feel when i'm on my phone scrolling through what we were talking about earlier depending on how many followers you have so when i'm on my phone and i like run out of things to do there's a piece that comes into it that almost makes me feel lonely like oh i have nothing else to do nobody else to talk to like i'm alone and like i can honestly never say that i've been hanging out with friends and i've felt that way so the social media is doing that to you and it's doing something to you that your friends won't do when you're sitting around with them. Yeah, that super resonates with me. I totally agree with that. Like it creates this space, like social media and your phone use creates a space in you. It like f- fills the space in you. And then when there's nothing actually happening, but you're just random, like trying to find validation or more things to do on your phone. It's like you're trying to fill this space that's not even really like a healthy thing that's there. But uh, yeah, I I totally agree. Definitely get that feeling a lot. It's almost like the loneliness sucks you in as much as the dings that Mm -hmm. pull you in. Exactly. Exactly. If we shift gears a little bit to being unplugged, can you describe a bit when you're intentionally unplugged? And maybe this is even away from friend gatherings where you're intentionally unplugging when you're hanging out with your friends. Can you talk to me about the times that you choose to be unplugged? Could be on a volo retreat or just other times in your life. Probably not at school because you are forced to be unplugged there, but other times in your daily life when you're unplugged and not with people and what that's like. And if there's a, I don't know, do you feel a pull? What, what is that feeling when you're, when you're not plugged in and you're not socially occupied? Um, I definitely think that there is certainly a pull to just go like grab your phone and keep checking it or have it next to you when I'm like specifically trying to be unplugged. And I think the time when that most goes away is during follow retreats because I think it has to do with the fact that everyone else there is also being unplugged. And it's hard sometimes when you're like spending time like like with maybe it's just yourself and you're trying to put your phone away. Sometimes that is makes there's more of a stronger pull to go check it. Whereas when you're with other people and they all don't have their phones. And I think that's even true of like solo time on retreats that you're still not the only one who's doing it. And you're not the only one who would be like, quote unquote, missing out, which it's so interesting that that is like the terms that we use. It's like, you're totally missing out on something when you're not on your phone. But I think that, yeah, like even just with like solo time when you when everyone intentionally puts their phones away, it's like no one here is worrying about it. And that just like, I think continues to circle into making it just so that it's this big, like no one, it's like not even a part of what you're doing. That definitely feels really good and freeing. I do think it's funny that we call it missing out when you're not on your phone, like you're missing something that's on your phone. When in reality, I think it's when you're on your phone, you're missing something that's not on your phone. What do we, I was going to ask about that too. Can we play around with that a bit with those words? What are people who are plugged in missing out on? Or you, what are you each missing out on when you're plugged in? Maybe you have these on retreats or other times, but what are you missing out on? Yeah, well, I'd say for me, it's mostly it'd be family time. That's definitely something that my phone definitely pulls me away from my family. There are times when that is definitely a thing that happens. But yeah, I'd just say like in general, it's like a blanketed like, human connection, even if that's just with yourself, like having times to connect with yourself in 
ways where you're not distracted by other things and you're actually just getting to live in the moment of whatever you're doing um, is really important. And I don't think that we get that enough with how much our phones have become such a big part of our lives just as a society, I think. I think that it's really important kind of at this point to go back actually a while and sort of go back to the point where you get out of your phone what you put into it. And it's this feeling of missing out on the outside world could be put there because you subconsciously put it there yourself. And I definitely know of a few people going to the Waldorf School that their phone is really just used for communication. And that's a very different dynamic. And those people, I feel, aren't missing out on as much, but gaining a lot more. But in contrast to that, they're definitely the people who their lives on social media or online are completely different from what's like happening in their actual life and their normal life. And that I feel like they're missing out on the experience of what like tech free life should be almost. And I'm not exactly saying that there should be one specific way of life, but it seems like the people who create another image of themselves in social media or online are sort of missing the point that people are having all these great times and then sharing it to the internet, not creating a good time on the internet. And I feel like that piece is really important what you put into it and sort of what you get out of it. Almost like, wouldn't it be great if people realized they need to unplug to then have content to look at when they're plugged in or to share when they're plugged in? But if you're never unplugged, you're missing those points of contact. So as you're thinking about your unpluggedness, um, I'm curious if you're, if you really take a step back, are you content with your habits right now? Or is there something that you would wish for? I mean, I can think personally of what, you know, small wishes, like I don't want to look at my phone after a certain time at night, or I don't want to look at it first thing in the morning. I'm curious for you if you're content with your habits or something you might shift. Personally, I'm not content at all. Um, I wish that I could be on my phone significantly less. I think that would allow me so much more time to further passions in other fields. Like I've been trying to teach myself how to play piano and I'm teaching myself off of my phone. Like I'm doing tutorials online and whenever like a notification comes up, I tap on it and then I just find myself mm-hmm. on social media instead of actually teaching myself how to do other things. I wish I could get away from my phone and social media. So it gets back to that kind of, there are certain things you're aware of and you maybe have control over and there are certain things you're still feeling controlled by. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I definitely 100% agree. I'm definitely not satisfied with how I use my phone right now and definitely feel controlled by it a lot. And it's a huge distraction, like Molly said, from like passions in other fields. Like I'm trying to work on recording a lot more music and it just pulls away from all of that so much. What Molly said earlier too about deleting socials when you're trying to get something done just as a general blanket in your life. I feel like that could be a really big helpful thing just as a personal thing for me to do. Would you do it? And if 
my thinking is people listening to this might say, okay, so why not? What's holding us back? I'm, I'm really curious what you would say. And then I've certainly been inspired by what Molly said of taking the leap to actually do that is a lot different than just saying that you're going to do it. And I think it's at a certain point, I feel like you push yourself so much to like this constant consuming of things that are on your phone, um, just like consuming social media, consuming mindless YouTube videos. And at some point, I think that kind of spills over. And maybe this is just speaking for myself, but I definitely think at some point it's just going to be like too much for me to do that all the time. And I think that it is like, it's just such a distraction from other things that I want to do in my life. So at some point, something's got to give and like you choose where your priorities lie. Um, and I think for me, my por- my priorities lie in like my music and my other passions over like that one instantaneous like moment of checking your phone or whatever, or scrolling through Instagram or something. So I think for me personally, I would definitely do something like deleting a social media app for a while. And it would just be even interesting to like do that for a few weeks and see how it affects it. And if I like, if I like the results and it's has a more positive effect on my life, then why not just keep it deleted for a while or like only check it online, which is a lot less. There's no notifications or anything. You kind of do it when you want to. Less, less access. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like the my use and habits of screens, I wouldn't say that I'm terribly happy with how I use it and how often I use it, but I feel like the intended use for whether it be like YouTube or online Google searching things, the intended use to like bring new connections with people who you wouldn't know otherwise or to research cool projects that you could be doing outside of your phone. And I think that that's a really cool connection that I've picked up when using technology is sort of connecting the worlds inside and outside of it. And to sort of understand that what's in your phone doesn't really need to be limited to in your phone. Like you could watch a YouTube video of how to do something and then go do it. And I think that the biggest thing at the moment that's keeping me from deleting social media or different platforms that I use my phone for is the fact that my girlfriend lives three and a half hours away. So it's not exactly a, I can just delete social media and be like, hi, what's up? Like there needs to be planning involved. Could you just have text? Yeah, but that, like, what's the difference between text and other social medias? In my head, I think of texts as a little bit more discreet and social media has so many purposes that if you're on it, there may be other interactions going on versus like a text. I mean, yes, you could coincidentally get a text at the same time, but I don't know. That's just my thinking that on social media, there's lots of other distractions that suck you in and maybe not you. I mean, I see where you're coming from, but I also kind of understand that at least nowadays, texting has become ridiculously like there are a lot of things that you can do with texting if you like want to or you put your mind to it and i think that's brings us back to the point of um you get out of it what you put into it because like there are now little royale games that you can play texting 
like there's a little swiping thing that you get in your text messages that you can create hour long games with your friends. Really good so point. Yes. If you go into an app, whether it be Snapchat, Instagram, or messages, with the intent to waste time, it doesn't matter what app it is. You can waste time on any app. Or limit. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And to use an app for communication, if you go in intending to use it for communication, as I do understand where you're coming from and your point, it's easier to get sidetracked with a social media app. Though if you go in understanding that you will be sidetracked, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and I think that also relates back to like if you have a more addictive personality, there are certain ones that it's going to be harder to, certain social media apps where it's going to be harder to contain yourself to just what your intention of going on there is. And also if you have less of, of an addictive personality, that could just totally not be an issue. And you can use social medias to different extents. Like I know like Snapchat is a totally different way of like communicating with people and like is certainly more useful in certain scenarios. So I think that it's, yeah, it also just depends on your personality and your own self-control as well. So as we think of folks listening to this podcast and you think of your future, and I don't know if family will be, if children will be involved in your future because that's probably a long way off. So if you're parenting a child today and you can use, they can be whatever age you want. Tell us what, how old maybe types of boundaries would you set up? How old would you let them be when they got their phone? I don't know what kind of lines might you draw at home. Would there be a space where phones could be and couldn't be? Would there be times the phones, and I'm using phones and this could be any device obviously, but I think phones are the ones we think of because they're most convenient and portable. <laughs> so what would you do as a parent today? I think I would take after what my parents have done because I really respect their the progress that they've made with my brothers and I in limiting our screen time. So we're not allowed to have our phones in our room. The phone needs to charge downstairs at, light, at night. Like you can't sleep with it in your room, which is really helpful because you don't end up wasting time. Like you, you go to sleep, you don't just like sit up on your phone, which is a really popular time for kids to be on their phone is right before they go to sleep. And I think a big excuse for kids using their phone like in their room is to do homework. I think it's important for kids to have a place outside where their use of technology for homework purposes can be monitored. Yeah, I totally agree with what Molly said. And I think in my house, a fo- like our phones are kind of demonized in a way that it's like you don't like you can't have them out around your siblings. And like that actually just makes it like our rule is kind of the opposite of that, where it's like you can only have your phone down in your room. But then it's like the way that you're using the way that I use my phone is not like if I was if I could have it upstairs and use it upstairs and just leave it upstairs all the time, it would be so much easier to like use it for more as more of a tool. Yeah, yeah I get it balance yeah i think that at least for the beginning of development so super young it's important to not have any screens whatsoever and no contact or anything until i believe it's the age of two and then i think as a child grows up and gets introduced to technology and screens and things of that sort it's sort of important to paint a picture of technology as a tool to build a positive image of technology and to sort of have it be portrayed not as people assume it is now and how everyone thinks that phones and technology are evil and bad 
also sort of teaches them that it can be harmful if it's overused. Leading by example is really important. I think that like you kind of have to do what you're asking. Um, and that can sometimes be difficult because like I get to like it's you're an adult. And so it's like there are different rules for adults than there are for kids. But I think that it's pretty important specifically with phones to use them in the way that you want your kids to be using them. As you all were talking about different times you're unplugged and patterns of being unplugged, especially connecting perhaps to your friend circles. So if, if others are on social media, it could be kind of hard to go off of that social media if that's a place you're connecting. Is there any temptation to be, I mean, this is not meant to sound cheesy, but like a change maker around phone use? I think that it would be interesting to bring it into a community like the Waldorf School and sort of say try outside of school like spending time off your phone but I feel like it's also there's a conflict to that and it's the fact that we don't use our phones at all during the school day and so we go to school with these people and speaking from experience I've known these kids since they were tiny so these are some of my best friends who I've gone to school with forever and as soon as we leave school, we're no longer in contact with them. And so that's where I see the piece of technology coming in and sort of bridging that gap of separation after school hours. And I would be interested to hear either one of your ideas of how to bridge that gap without using technology. Because while I would love to give everyone else the experience that Volo gives us about being unplugged for a weekend or so, it seems odd and not right almost to go into school and tell your friends, like, once you leave school, like, don't use your phone. And then you try and, like, talk to them or you try and make plans with them and they don't respond. And, like, you've lost contact with them until the next day. Or maybe there's a middle ground of moderation, an invitation to be unplugged by yourself for a time. I think it's important to allow people to grow with it, like aside from their phone, giving people the chance. And if we're all on the same page, like at Volo, we're not trying to keep up with each other on our phones. We're in the presence of each other. So if we know that we're all on the same page and we're not all missing out, then I think it would be more natural. But I do think it would be, especially going to a large public school, I think it would be hard to get everyone on the same page. Maybe just those curious about what it would feel like. Exactly. Exactly. I want to thank each of you for unplugging during our time together so that we could connect. And I really appreciate your candor and your descriptions of what life is like for you. And it gives me hope for our future to know all that you're aware of. I think that's what strikes me. So in typical Volo fashion, I'd like to end with single words, a word describing how you're feeling right now as we end our conversation. Uh, my word is inspired. Present. Torn. Hopeful. Thanks again, you guys. Thanks for joining us today. Like what you heard? We invite you to connect with us at volomain.org for additional ideas and inspiration around healthy technology habits. Music from this episode was created by one of our many talented teens, Miles. It was a pleasure having you in our circle today. Until next time.